Hey guys, and welcome to the Pixels Podcast, your weekly video game roundup. My name is Christian Travis, and with me today is Sophia Wood. Hey Chris, what's up? Not much, Sophia. I am just hanging out today. How are you? What's new? What's exciting? You know the fun thing about quarantine is that nothing is ever new. That is very true. I know exactly what you're doing at all times, at all all days. You know what? That's actually true because I feel like I've talked to you more than my own family this week. I know where you are all the time. You have a family? This is no, this is just news. Not since the coronavirus took them. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh. oh my god. So Sophia, we I got some good news for me that kind of trickles into the podcast. I mean, you might as well share it because it's the only news we've got. Okay, so what, what do you mean? This whole episode is about news. <laughs> I mean, like the new things happening in the coronavirus. You the got coronavirus. me so confused for a second. I was like, did you not? This is it. This did is you not research? Okay. It's Chris sharing his own news and then we just leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Chris's podcast. That's it. Anyway, so I got this item called a GoXLR for my streaming. And I... I'm now going to be using it for the podcast as well. So right now you're hearing me talk with um, a little more crispness. I don't know if you've noticed because it has a compressor uh, a compressor and um, an EQ and stuff like that in there. But that's all fancy talk. But the important thing is I could do things like this. Sophia, help me. I'm stuck in a wall. <laughs> In a wall. That's the best. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Um, but yeah, so I got this thing. It has cool effects. So it has that. I could also be a girl. Which is like this. Hi, Sophia. You don't really sound like a girl. You sound more like a chipmunk. I am a female woman. What are you talking about? Why do you enunciate your American accent when you do that? What do you mean? <laughs> I am like a valley girl. A a valley girl? I am, well, I am a woman. So I don't know what you want from me. Okay, we're never going to use that in the podcast Um, ever if I can help it. Well, you know, maybe when I host, Christina Travis hosts, um, we'll use this effect. And yeah, so now we have cool little effects. I could also sample things I say, like, um, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. There you go. No, we're probably not going to use that either, but this is useful for my stream. And then also, this is the new things that don't affect the podcast, but Chris finds fun to play with. No, I'm definitely going to be using some of these effects when things get, when you get boring. When I get boring. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, and also, we just have a curse button now. So, well, on my end. So I could be like, so, Sophia, so you Chris are stuck is not allowed to curse, but Sophia isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I could, like, curse you out. I'll be like, Sophia, you are such a... And that. This is when I say I don't like Resident Evil. That's when that button comes in. Yes. Or or if we talk about something that should not be talked about, it's going to be redacted. It's just going to be... Real quick. But yeah, so, um, Sophia, since I did our intro today, why don't you get us started with the news? We got some good stuff today. And then we, I got some sad news to share later, but we'll, we'll get there. Oh, no. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, I need you to mentally prepare yourself. Okay. So first, I want to talk about an indie title being released, just because I'm quite excited about it. It's not like a big game or anything. I just came across it, and I thought I'd mention it. The upcoming game, Aboria, has an early announcement date for May 7th, 2020 on Steam only. Okay. Aboria is a fantasy RPG with a survival theme that takes place in the world of of Darnar, it's D-U-R-N-A-R. It's you know fantasy where you're a warrior, and you're trying to save your tribe from extinction. But the real challenge is to survive as long as possible. Because the unique part about this game, which caught my eye, is that if you die, the adventure ends, and you have to start over with a new character. Oh, I think I've heard of this game before. I think it's the type of thing where you're. It's like your lineage of of warriors for your tribe. So it's not like you're beginning the game again, but the the player themselves start over. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited just because of that because I find it fun that 
dying has actual consequences so you actually have to play smart so so you like the fact that if you die it's over like in real life yes so so you don't so you're not a fan of suspending disbelief when playing video games i like the i like you that there's consequences okay cool the early access will include four levels of gameplay okay uh with more levels and bosses added as gradually after the early release so I think, yeah, this might be one to grab, especially if it's slowly being updated. So I could kind of like play a level at a time, wait for new releases. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. How? Wait, so the beta, it's a beta and... It's, yeah, it's like a, I think it's a beta version that's going to be released on the 7th. And it's not already on something? Because I feel like I've heard something similar to this. Forgive me, I always like yawning. No, I can't find anything. Okay. It's only on Steam. Okay, cool. No, I was there's, definitely, there's definitely another game similar. I mean, it's a fantasy world where you're a warrior. I'm sure there's plenty of RPGs with that exact concept. Oh, I was just thinking about the, the mechanic where you start as someone new after you die. That, that, that was the only thing that sounded familiar. But yeah, I feel you. So I have some sad news to share, which I will share first so we can get into the good news. The original voice actor for Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 2 has now passed away. You're kidding. Yeah, he's passed away. His name is Paul Haddad. Um, and sadly, they he just uh, he he's got no longer with us, but a lot of the companies that have worked with him have been posting stuff on social media showing their support and love to the family in this sad time. He didn't really have much other work in video games, but he did have some some like credits involving cartoons and movies and stuff like that, where he also played Quicksilver in the original X-Men, the animated series. Oh, he did? Oh, I loved Quicksilver. Yeah, so he, he did have some credits. Is it because of the coronavirus? It says nothing about coronavirus. Um, it oh, actually okay. doesn't list the death on the article i mean the cause of death on the article i'm reading on ign so it's probably just like private information but yeah i figured i'd start us off with that so we can just go up from here i feel i feel bad i send out my regards to his family but yeah i figured i'd let us all know about that so uh, since i'm starting us off all depressy why don't you share your next story for that yeah, we can move on to a, a little bit of a happier story. Yeah. Do you know what the game Journey is? Yes. So I'm going to explain it anyway, so just pretend you don't know. No, Sophia, I have no idea. And I saw this from Wikipedia because it took me a really long time to realize that the high school rule of no stealing from Wikipedia doesn't actually apply here. <laughs> I can I can definitely cut and paste from Wikipedia. Oh my so, god. In Journey... You play as a roped figure in the desert, traveling towards a mountain in the distance. You discover other players on the same journey and then assist each other, but you can only communicate between two musical chimes. And the musical chimes transform dull pieces of cloth found throughout the levels into vibrant red, affecting the game world and allowing the player to progress through the levels. So, finally, after the debuting on PlayStation 3 and found exclusively on the Epic Store, Journey is now coming to Steam! So we can play together. Oh, that's cool. That sounds fun. This might be the first multiplayer game that we're both willing to play. Yeah, I could definitely give Journey a shot. I love the concept. I never actually ended up getting to it because, you know, video games are always coming out and you just never have a chance to touch specific ones. So I would definitely give this a shot. It's been on my list for so long just because it is like award winning. It's supposed to be amazing. But it's always one of the things where I'm like, you know, there's always a bigger game coming up. Like you said, there's always something new coming out. So I think this might be my chance to grab it, especially if it's coming on Steam. There's definitely going to be a Steam sale with it included. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on that. Maybe put it on a wish list. Yeah, so that's it for me. Do you want to take up the next story? Okay, yeah. So I am very interested in this game, Valorant, that is on line. I'm looking into it. This game is basically just like, a, I want to say CSGO meets Apex kind of thing. You have characters, it's like a shooter on, on a big map. Not a huge map, but like a CSGO-sized map. And each character has spe- special abilities. This game is currently in beta. And basically, 
the way to get in is you have to watch Twitch streamers play this game, which I think is the stupidest way to like get people to play it. But like, but I, I love that you're into it though, because the whole time we were talking yesterday, you had it playing and you still didn't get a key. Oh yeah, I just had it playing in the background. I wasn't even watch like actually watching Twitch streams. I was just like letting it play because I want I want to review this game. So um, I have to try to get a beta because freaking Riot's not going to reach out to me and be like, "Hey, do you want a, a, a key to our beta?" So, but that's the bad bit because, like you said, you weren't even watching two hours. No one's going to be willingly watching any gameplay for two hours. Yeah, but a lot of streamers are going to get a lot of views and they're going to be more popular and show up more prevalently because they have a lot of quote-unquote views or fake views. It's all going to be fake views. No one's actually watching these streams. Yeah, I mean, some people do. Like, a lot of people watch CSGO streams, so I'm sure there's people watching um, Valorant streams and paying attention because they actually enjoy the gameplay. Shout out to the five people who do that wow, for two hours straight. You're wild. You're mean. I'm not saying um, people aren't going to be watching. I'm saying not for two hours actually paying attention. Okay. Well, anyway, let me get into how to get an invite. So you need to watch your Twitch stream. I mean, you need to watch a Twitch stream with someone playing Valorant. You need to make sure you have a Riot account. And then you must link your Riot account to your Twitch account. And then watch, again, any Valorant streams um, from any streamer, not just one with, with like drops enabled. And then basically after, I think, two hours, you can hope to get an invite to the beta. So this article is from PC Gamer. They're saying at, a, at this time, there's over 1 million people watching. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a very slim chance to get picked. And um, they're slowly like expanding the server capacity. So it could take a while for people to get an invite. But yeah, keep your eyes out. If you are one of the pe people that enjoy like CSGO types gameplay and um, want to give it a try. Keep your eyes open. I also just find it interesting that this game doesn't look that great graphically, but it's so popular. I mean, to be fair, I was going to say this is probably one of the smartest marketing campaigns for maybe a video game that I can think of, like maybe ever. To oh, have. Wow. And I mean, a million people watching these streams wanting to get picked for a game that might not have even been noticed otherwise well it's Willy Wonka it's, you you have to hope you get the golden ticket exactly but they've grabbed people's attention definitely we wouldn't have talked about this if they hadn't done this if it was just a game with an open bet like we would not have be talking about it yeah you're right I think it's very interesting I I want to see how this works competitively like how some of those real professional shooters play in here because i know shroud's been playing this i believe but yeah i just want to see how this looks as it goes more mainstream in the future i also have a new game to talk about okay and i think you'll be interested in this one lay it on me have you seen the little hope trailer because it looks super dark and I'm super into it. I have not seen this trailer. Tell me about it. So you need to watch the trailer because Little Hope will be the second in the Dark Pictures Anthology series. Mm -hmm. uh, dark Pictures, it's a series of standalone horror games. The first one is Man Madan. You know that one? No. I don't know any of these games. You don't? No. I would have thought you'd know you'd be super on top of it. Uh, you know Until Dawn? Yes. Same developer. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Now, now I'm on the same so, page as you. Now we're in the yeah, same book. So, we're in the same book. We're not on the same Dan, page. I tried a demo. And it's pretty much. It's very similar gameplay to Until Dawn, and I think Little Hope is going to be same as well, where you make choices and it changes the ending. Uh, Little Hope follows four college students and their teacher when they are abandoned in the isolated town of Little Hope. While they search for a way out, they're plagued by visions of the past. These visions of the past are shown from the new trailer appear to be from the 17th century Salem Witch Trials. That's interesting. Yeah, it looks super creepy and dark. And I mean, I think I might need to... I usually hate horror video games, movies, anything. But it, yeah. it looks really intriguing. So are you going to give it a try? May, okay, so I was 
I was on the fence, but then I heard about this, which is they have multiplayer options. So you can either play two players online or up to five players offline. So I think maybe me and you could play this game, maybe stream it, because that would be super fun to play together with two people. Yeah, I want to give that a try. scared out of our minds. <laughs> maybe yeah. make it into a drinking game. Oh, God. I would be on the floor drunk at the end of the game session. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I, can't, I don't think I could play it solo, but all by myself. Because there is a solo story, but I don't know if I could manage it by myself. Because <laughs> it looks really scary. I'd consider playing it, yeah. That, put that yeah. To, add that to our list. <laughs> I will. It's for PlayStation, for Xbox One, and on Steam. So we could play on Steam. I think that's been our go-to so far. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. That's that's pretty fun. I want to give that a shot. I definitely look up the trailer, at least, because it looks really cool. Yeah, it it sounds something unexpected. And speaking of unexpected, I have a small news article about something Sony's doing in tandem with the PS5. And that is creating an assistant or like a virtual, I guess, a buddy for lonely gamers. What? Yes, that you heard me correctly. I, I did stutter, but you you did hear, hear me correctly. So Sony patent P, for PS5 companion robot for lonely gamers. This is on the sixaxis.com. Basically, it says it has a picture of the patent. If you want to click the link, um, just to take a look at it yourself, Sophia, feel free. So it. Basically, it, I don't. I don't think this is to scale or what they have in mind um, right now. I think it's just a stand-in for the model. But it looks like a little blob that sits on the couch next to you, and I think it works with tandem of a of a camera, and then it's connecting to a box, which I would assume would be like the PS Five. And basically, I'm looking at it now, and I am so confused. It looks so cute. Like if it actually shaped like that, I would. I would it's, buy it. I. I thought it was like a virtual thing, but it's it's a physical robot that sits next to you. Yeah, it, it's like a vir- like he, he's virtual in the sense that like he communicates with the system virtually. I don't think he actually like I don't think he'll talk or anything. But like if if you communicate with him, it would be through the PlayStation. At least that's what I'm getting from this this little um, patent. But what does it do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that really it just says it, it literally just describes the patent the article according to Sony it will enhance the user's sense of motion while playing video games similar to having a partner friend or housemate in the same room it said it's hard to imagine such a strange piece of tech ever en- entering production let alone catching on with PlayStation's fan base so it, it, everyone is very confused as to why sony would do this but i think it's so funny and if this ever came to market i would buy this just for the sake of collection i'm sorry enhance the user's sense of motivation what did i say did i say something else no no i'm just reading i'm reading the article oh yeah i definitely said motion or something you said motion yeah. yeah i just like totally read past through that but yeah that's pretty funny so you just have a stuffed animal next to you, is what they're saying, and they're like, "That's going to be helpful." Well, he'll also connect somehow to the PlayStation. I'm so confused. Yeah. I don't know what to say. About it makes this. me laugh. I like it. I like it. Anyway, I'm going to toss it back over to you because this 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 idea uh, is just so ludicrous. So let's let's change the conversation. I've got good news that makes a little bit more sense. Oh, perfect! This is exactly what I needed today. Digital indie game convention Ludo Narakon returns to Steam next week, April 24th. This is mostly from Rachel Watts on PC Gamer because her article was really well put together and had most of the information I needed. So I'm just going to quote straight from that article. It was a really good article. Okay. Ludo Narakon is a global digital game convention that will take place on April 24th to 27th. The festival is designed to focus on narrative-driven games and will feature 40 exhibitions, 10 plus panels from members of the industry, a Steam sale, and host 20 plus playable demos all for free. Wow. So this convention is being held entirely on Steam, so completely virtual. The main page will be live streaming 12 hour panels, and Steam pages will be virtual game booths where publishers will stream behind the scenes content, chat about their games, and showcase gameplay. 
So this sounds exactly what we need right now because I'm going to be obsessing over this all week, I think. I'm going to have it open all the time, check out some demos. This is exactly what I need. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. I personally, I don't know if I would get into it just because I'm doing, like, I literally just don't have time for anything. But this, I could see that this would be a lot of fun for a lot of people. Well, I think you could probably find time not to listen to, obviously, 12-hour panels, even if you just have it in the background. Or I'm more interested in the Steam sale and the free demos because demos are only an hour long, right? And it's always I'm always willing to find a new game. So I'd in be willing some to cases, one. In some cases, they're only 20 minutes long. Well, throwing shade right now. I'm just very upset with that Resident Evil 3 demo. I think you're probably just too good at the game because it took me an hour to complete that one. Actually, I'm horrible at the game and I died many times. So I think that they just did something wrong. I wanted an hour experience. They gave me 20 minutes. Can we please move on and focus? Fine. I'm just very upset. Very bitter. I know. Anyway, finish up what you're saying. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is exactly what we need, especially, you know, all virtual new games People who are bored can try out a few things for free. Yeah, that sounds fun. I look forward to seeing how this progresses and seeing who else would be interested in this type of thing. Okay, Sophia, so you know how Sony's been up to some crazy stuff recently, especially with the story we just covered? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you can top a random PlayStation robot that sits next to you and does nothing else, please... Well, here's, yeah, the, what you got. here's the thing. This is just maybe more crazy, but in a different way. So, Sony is, is said to be limiting PlayStation 5 output for the whole first year. Yes, I did hear about this. Please yes. go on. So, this is super crazy. I'm looking at an article from Bloomberg by Taki, um, Takashi Matsuzuki. I do apologize if I mispronounce that name. And basically, it's just like talking about how due to COVID-19, it's harder to get their hands on some parts, saying the company has assembly partners and it would make five to six million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year ending in March 2021. Um, According to PlayStation 4 numbers, it sold 7.5 million. So um, it sounds like they're going to be a little under according to their stats so far, which is in turn is going to make things a lot harder to get your hands on for a PlayStation. And I know you're still on the fence of which one you're going to get. I'm definitely going to get this. So I need to make sure, and so do other people, they have to make sure that they are pre-ordering. And basically just, you you have to be on top of pre-orders. The moment they get up, you need to pre-order your item because it, these things are going to go fast. Because of this pandemic, it's going to affect probably Xbox as well. But they have yet to comment on that. I think it makes sense because from what I heard, they're worried because it's so much pricier that people aren't going to buy them. So I understand making less. However, I don't know if that's going to work out very well. Yeah, I don't think I think that PlayStation has become such a big brand, especially throughout the past couple years with the PS4, that even if it is a little bit more pricey, you're going to have people hopping on that. Especially there's people that are holding out on the PS5 right now and not buying a PS4. So you're going to have those people trying to get a PS5 in addition to the people that are just upgrading from their past one. So yeah, I honestly think this is... um, I mean, it's nothing they could really control because of the whole pandemic, but I think this is something people have to keep in mind when they go to pre-order. But yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. So, Sophia, tell me more about the things you're talking about in in your articles. I need to know. Tell me. I'm hungry for information. Well, talking about PlayStation, Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming out for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I saw this. This is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty... This this seems fun. This sounds like a fun idea. Star Wars Episode One Racer was originally released in the 90s for Nintendo 64. Then it was re-released for the PC, and now it's being re-re-released for PlayStation <laughs> 4 and Nintendo Switch. I think this game, I don't know about PlayStation 4, to be honest, especially on a big screen. I don't know if it's going to hold up that well, but I think for Nintendo Switch, this would be the perfect game. 
Well, I'm sure that they're gonna upscale the graphics at some point. Like it's not gonna look amazing, but I'm sure it the it won't look as pixelated as you're thinking when they port it over to No, PS4. yeah, they've already especially when they re release for PC, they've already made it look better and they've modernized the controls, so that's all set. For those who don't know, it's based on the Phantom Menace scene with the pod racing. So in the game you race with your pod racer on different tracks and on different worlds from the Star Wars universe. It's gonna be out on May twelfth. And right now the prices are set to be around $14.99, and I don't see it deviating that much from, from there. Well, I am so excited about that price. <laughs> How attention? long were you waiting to use that? Um, I actually just looked at it now and I'm like, oh, I didn't use this yet. <laughs> It's just you you jumped in there you jumped in real quick i know i know that price is is outstanding holy crud that's a good <laughs> oh, I don't, price. it's not a long game it's not like there's a huge plot or anything it's just like mario where you just race around you know that sort of thing so i that you know they can't charge 30 40 bucks i mean i guess they could they probably could if they yeah, I mean, I mean, but... especially especially when you put things on Nintendo Switch, there's always that Switch tax wherever they like yes. throw an extra ten dollars and make it more expensive. It's crazy. The it's, honestly, some of those games on there. I'm like, why am I spending sixty bucks on this? I feel that I I have the same exact thoughts. Uh, but you know, this sounds cool. I'm this. I have to add to the list as well because I will be giving it a shot. So, Sophia, you know how Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out, correct? I, I was aware. So, you know how it also was delayed, like, many, many times? I was also aware of that. Okay, so I need you to click the link in my last story so you could take a look at this with me. So, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a limited edition bundle. It is an Xbox One X. This design is so cool. I am loving it. It has like, it looks all old and techy, and it has it has like obviously fake wear on it. And if you look at the controllers, it says no future, and it looks like someone carved it in with a key. That looks really cool. And I like the fact that the remote does not match the the system itself at all, which is quite funny. Um, but I think this looks gorgeous and. Like if Xbox One X wasn't on the way out, I would not be. I would probably pick it up. I'm tempted though because that does look really cool. Does it say a price on here? It will probably be like three hundred dollars. Oh, I don't have that money. Well, it also comes out in June. Asked. You you have two months to save up. I don't need it. Well, <laughs> well, you could upgrade your current Xbox because you're running the original, the original Xbox One that came out like whenever oh man and i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get a new xbox when they first come out because it's gonna be crazy expensive oh i'm definitely getting it so you should upgrade this and i actually really want to yeah because then you'll have 4k xbox one gaming and then when you get the ps5 you'll have 4k playstation gaming i'm not getting a ps5 you are definitely getting a ps5 they're crazy expensive and i don't have the money so uh, you're just money. so. What are we supposed to talk about on this con uh, on this podcast, young lady? If you're not playing any of the new games, well, that's the thing. That's why you're my co-host, so that you can just spend all the money and go into debt and like get all these games. And you're like you're like the Bruce Wayne of this team, where you buy everything and you you add everything. And I'm like Superman, who is secretly poor. He's not. He's not secretly poor. He has I an mean, apartment. How much he has a do house. You think how much do you think that newspaper is paying him? A salary that he could live off of. He's not Bruce Wayne. He's not Bruce exactly. Wayne rich, but he still has enough money to support himself and buy things. But when's the last time he contributed to the Justice League? All right, all right. Let's let's put it this way, Sophia. If he wanted an Xbox One X, he could buy one. I'm try- now I'm trying to think of a poor superhero. <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Man can't afford an Xbox Series X. Well, since we're on the topic of Xbox One X, why don't we hop on over to our Game Pass segment where you give us all the news on that and let us know what's coming, what's going, anything new, exciting, any cool deals. How about that? How does that sound? Me that. See you there.
Okay, Sophia, tell me everything. I need to know everything about Game Pass. Tell me. Okay, we've got some long lists. So, coming to Xbox Game Pass on console is The Long Dark, Get a Roboto, Deliver Us the Moon, Hyperdot, and Level Headed. Which one are you excited for, Chris? None of them. Oh. I'm looking forward to deliver us to uh, deliver us the moon, but other than that, I don't know. I'm not really interested in any of the other ones. I'm actually I'm actually not familiar with any of those titles, oddly enough. So I'm I might just look at them because I need to know what they're about. Um, get Gato Ga- oh Gato Roboto. I know Gato Roboto. I thought you said Ghetto Roboto, and I was like, no, no, oh, Gato, okay. I might have said Ghetto Roboto as I was like reading it super fast. It's Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto, I want to give that a try. I 100%. That's the, the cat I've in the heard, big uh, mech yeah. boot, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. of that one. Um, the Long Dark, that's a, like a survival game. So I'm I'm not that interested in survival games, but it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I really want to... Let me. I'm looking into the Gato Roboto right now because that stuff, I love. Gato Roboto is also coming to the PC and so is Deliver Us the Moon. And there's also uh, Hyperdot and Level Headed again. The Long Dark again, and then Gears Tactic and Machinarium. Machinarium is so good. I recommend it. I bought it for a dollar when it was newer, and it was fantastic. It's like you're a little robot, and it's kind of puzzle game where you go through. It's it's beautifully made, beautifully drawn. It just looks amazing. Definitely okay. recommend that. It's a short play, so you can probably finish it in a day or two. Okay. I pulled up Gato Roboto, and this is basically like a Metrovania that's in black and white. Um, and you're, as as I said, you're a cat in a big mech suit and you're just going like room to room, blasting monsters. It's so cute. And I, I wish this was a, wait, is this a Switch game? I think this is a Switch game. They also have it for the Switch. I might not be getting it on Game Pass and buying this on the Switch. Nice. Sounds good. Do yeah. it. Um, any other news you got there, Sophia? Yep. Give us some uh, more info. console. There's a lot of things leaving console for Game Pass. Huh. Banner Saga 2, Bomber Crew, Braid, Fallout 4, uh, Metal Slug 3, Ruiner, Silence, The Whispered World 2, Smoke, Sacrifice, and Wolfenstein A New Order, which I'm especially disappointed about because my plan was to play through all of the Wolfenstein, and now I can't because I'm getting rid of the second one. Well, you could also get just a, a really cheap key for like $2. Like, I'm paying for a service, Chris. Um, and yeah. they're getting rid of all the good games. Honestly, Fallout 4 was a huge title for them. Wolfenstein was a huge title for them. And I feel like every time I hear, I do this news, uh, there's like small titles being added and the big ones being gotten rid of, which is really annoying. Well, yeah, they have to rotate them out. Like, I'm pretty sure Fallout 4 was on the service since it started. So that's nothing new. That's, that You had months to play that, young lady. I take my time. Okay. <laughs> If you say so, um, that was just my slight input in there. But I can see why you're upset that you can't play your games. Thank you for appreciating my feelings. No problem. So have you been playing any of these um, things, any of these games? Like, I've got fantastic news. What? Finally, after three years, mm-hmm. finally, I have finished Batman Arkham Knight. I am so proud of you. It took you forever in a day you're like eight years behind everyone and I'm, yes i know it's it's great you you completed it i was on a call with you while you were playing it i heard everything you were doing and you worked very hard for what you got it took me a very 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 long time i did not complete the side missions in time so i had to go around and try and find all the side missions that was fun yes didn't finish firefly because he kept escaping me that was challenging didn't didn't get him uh-huh. um did you get the riddler trophies didn't get the riddler trophies no so what you're telling me is you didn't did finish try. arkham knight um i might go back but i got the <laughs> ending so i count that as finishing um all right so you didn't platinum so it no no but you know what we both knew i wasn't yeah you definitely it. weren't i was on board i was on board with quitting even before i got to the ending <laughs> so i'm i'm just excited there's rumors that there's a new one coming out uh, uh don't get me started on those rumors i get they, so we angry talked about the, the the tweets and we won't go into that again but 
if they could just real quick make a game with Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne as Robin and just have a dynamic duo multiplayer game out there, I'd be on board. I'd be on board. You can be Robin. I'll be Batman, obviously. Wait, no, that's very wrong. I'd be Batman. You'd be Robin. If anyone's playing Dick Grayson, it is going to be me. Sophia, you're the one that that's nerdy and and, and small. You if become any, Damian Robin. Wayne is not is neither nerdy nor small. Damian Wayne is a sociopath who's also a vegetarian, and so, I love him. So did you just describe I will yourself? Play Dick I'm neither one. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm getting nasty but i am um batman so good luck no if anyone's playing dick grayson it's gonna be me you can play bruce wayne you can have any other batman ever i'm playing dick grayson if you say so sophia i'm not gonna argue with you on a podcast about what video game character we're gonna be listen if you can name a single fact about dick grayson you can have him he was raised by the league of assassins nope that's wrong so you what, don't get to what do you him. mean dick grayson that's not no he wasn't you didn't ask me which which version of dick grayson i was describing to you obviously the, okay we're moving on i'm we're kidding on, i'm so kidding i'm kidding i took on. i took um what's damian wayne. yeah no that was damian wayne but there's like some weird comic strip that, i'll send it to you later it's some weird comic strip where they swapped places and it was really bad and i was gonna see if you read it but you did not you you obviously did not read it, so I I'll... didn't because I only stick to my OG Dick Grayson stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll send it to you later. Um, anyway, what else were we talking about? Oh, that's. I think we can move on now, <laughs> unless you've been playing any Game Pass games other than Bayonetta. We already talked about that. Um, I've been playing. Yeah, I'm almost done with Bayonetta. I think I'm like seventy five percent there. So I'm I'm getting really excited about that. And I really like the upgrade progression and like weapons you can unlock as you continue through it. So that's really fun. Um, other than that, I haven't really played anything on Game Pass because I've been uh, super busy with my review and I just posted it. And Oh, do you want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Sophia, since you bring it up, I might as well, you know. Um, so I actually wrote a review on Resident Evil and well the resident evil 3 remake and i posted it on youtube and so far i'm very proud of it i worked very hard it took me like a week or two to make only because in between work and recording the podcast and you know editing and stuff like that so it took me a little while to complete but i am very much enjoying my experience with it um the game and i talk about how it's a good game but I don't consider this a horror game and blah, blah, blah. And I go into detail with gameplay footage and I'm also stupid in it. So I make some funny jokes and edits in there every once in a while because I'm, I'm like disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to... I mean, I liked it. So thanks. I, I appreciate everyone, it. Everyone who's got 10 minutes of their time should, should listen to it. Yeah. So um, that is on our Pixels YouTube channel. So give that a search and um, maybe I'll put the link in the um, description of this episode. And yeah, I, I would greatly appreciate it if you give it a watch because I worked very hard on it. Okay, then. So okay. I think next up is what we've been playing. Yeah. So why don't we get over into that segment so we could talk about other things than Game Pass and we'll get real deep into our next game in the arkham or do i say prequel to the arkham series and how we feel about it currently i think it's gonna be a lot of how you feel about it you are you are not wrong so let's let's get into this segment and we'll be right back see you then Okay, so, so wait, 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 one second, one second. Everyone. Sophia, I have something to no. tell you about Batman Arkham Origins, Origins, Origins. I hate this. It is a horrible game. <laughs> I hate it. And I, I just, I can't. <laughs> I like playing, so quick backstory shall we walk them through our process no let me let me let me just give them the backstory so since sophia's been trying to play all the the arkham games she beat night she did the um city and asylum already 
she just needed to go back and play what I told her was the worst Arkham game, and that was Origins. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, what was so bad about it? And I told her, when I first explained it to her, I was very, oh, it actually wasn't as bad. It was just created by a different developer, and it didn't feel like a, a, a normal Arkham game. She's like, oh, okay, so let's play through it. And then I realized why, like, as I was playing it, I actually had some dormant hatred for this game <laughs> that came it's like flashbacks out. as you played it. Oh my god, it was so bad. I was I like I went from being totally like, yeah, let's play it together. Like we both started at the same time. We we um we were talking through Discord and <laughs> so I basically just got very frustrated an hour in when you're and again, again, this isn't really spoiler heavy at all, but um if you haven't played this game by now, either you're right to not to, or something's wrong with you if you've been wanting to play it. Um, but anyway, there's a point in time where you're trying to track down Cobblepot, and you are in the ship, and I was getting serious deja vu and anger as we were getting through the <laughs> ship. So Sophia was progressing fine. She was playing on easy. I was playing on normal mode, so it was taking me a little longer to get to points that she was already at. Um, but... I, like, couldn't... I beat, like, all the bad guys I needed to beat, and I could not navigate myself through the map of the of the boat at all. Not at all. Like, I, I kept going back towards the entrance. I, I was going through spaces I've been through, and Sophia was trying to talk me through how to get to the next area, and I was getting fully enraged, <laughs> especially... It was just so funny, because I'd be like, okay, I know you are, I know you are, then you'd be like, okay, now there's this, like... Yeah, I don't know what you've done, but you're so, <laughs> Chris, you're somehow like in a room that's never been made before. Like you were just, you were like, all right, now there's two doors. I'm like, there shouldn't be two doors. I, don't know where I you was are. very, very <laughs> upset. You have no idea. And Sophia, like, eventually I got there. Sophia uh, waited for me to to navigate myself to the correct area, but it just reminded me how horribly structured that ship was. And it kind of like ruined part of my gaming experience for it. Not to mention, I was also drinking, so I was getting angry and drunk. Like it just you did were not you work. were drinking a lot of wine, which I think <sighs> is necessary for game wine. Like this. It, yeah, it calmed me down a little bit. Like if I didn't have that wine, I would have just like shoved my fist through the monitor. Can I? I'm going to share my experience. Of <laughs> I was pretty okay. I did get lost in the boat a little bit, but I managed to figure it out. Okay. But then I went against Deathstroke. And I died, I kid you not, I think it. I died five or six times because this game, you have to be so specific where if you, you can punch him three times, or if you can't punch him four times, or if you press Y at the, on the not... Okay, if you press Y, like literally a fraction too soon, it will hurt. And he punch, if he hits you like three times, you're dead. And if you hit him a thousand times, it's like... A tiny sliver of his health has gone down. It was the worst boss fight ever because it was just how well you can follow directions and how <laughs> long you can last. Because I, yeah, I swear to God, every I was on one stretch of the boss fight mm -hmm. and I didn't get hit once. And every and Chris was like, "Wait, you're still in the boss fight?" Yes, I'm still in the boss fight. Haven't been hit once. I've done all all of it right, and he's still like a tiny slither of his health has gone down this entire time. And he, I think, Chris, I think you asked me four or five times if I'm still in the boss fight, and I yeah. was because it took forever. And to I got finish. fairly close to the boss fight while while you were fighting the boss fight because I stopped to get my wine to like leave the house and pick it up. And then you continued playing. And then when I sat back down and started progressing through the game, you were like stuck on him. And I got fairly close to about to like verse him. Like, and then you beat him. We literally went through the whole drama of you, uh, the glitch where none of the bad guys came up, which is something else that happened to you in the boat. <gasps> we had to restart. Oh my God. You beat, I think, six different times you had to beat, uh, different missions because it was a glitch that kept taking you to the wrong no no spot. so so here, here's the thing when i was on the ship and i had to take down um the surveillance on the top of the ship and i would die it would like respawn me on the ship with nobody there and then it would it was as if i didn't complete the prior mission so i had to 
fly back to my last mission to click a button to then fly back to the ship. And then all of a sudden it's populated again. And I thought that was super annoying too, because I died a few times and I had to do that every single time I died. But while you weren't through that, and while you're going through getting lost on the ship for ages, I was still fighting Deathstroke like that whole time. It was the worst thing ever. It just took forever because if you get hit once, that's half your health gone. And I'm just and for the length of time that you're fighting Deathstroke, it makes no sense. I gotta say that 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 whole sequence though is pretty badass. Like like the the hand to hand combat and fighting. Like they, it wasn't like Batman was throwing batarangs at him and stuff, and Deathstroke didn't pull out his sword towards the end of that fight. Like, it was pretty cool. You know what? I will say, because especially coming from Arkham Knight, the fact that you can beat Deathstroke just in your Batmobile without even touching him or seeing him in any way, and you just have to take down his uh, drones, that was... I mean, that that was your ending. That was your ending boss fight. That was kind of boring for for Dark Knight. I will say, I would rather. I kept expecting it to be like, all right, after you do that, then you fight him hand in hand. But you don't. You yeah, just you put don't. him in jail. Compared to that, I would much rather do something similar that Origins did, except you like better combat. Hand except much better because that took me ages, a million it was years, awful, and I hated it. Yeah. So if we could please find a middle, that would be fantastic. Yeah, there was a little bit of lazy game game design on that boss fight for Arkham Knight, especially because it's such a chore to use the freaking Batmobile. Yeah, that took ages. Yeah. I feel bad because it is a good series, but yeah. it does have its issues. Uh, yeah, I totally feel you. And um, also, one game that I played maybe 30 minutes of, um, I played 30 minutes of play bioshock while you were on on call with me <laughs> Can i just say i told chris five different times maybe that it was horror because no. i thought he would like that because he likes resident evil so i was like it's kind of similar to resident evil the whole creepy setting and then as soon as he starts playing he's like oh, i didn't know this is a horror game i didn't this is creepy i don't like this <laughs> how many times did i tell you <laughs> so no this is exactly what sophia said she said she said that Christian, you are going to love Bioshock. Bioshock is so great. You need to play it. Like, you're going to love this game. And then I was that. like, and then I was like, oh, really? Like, I'll give it a shot. Also, she did say, okay. um, Christian, there's this Humble Bundle deal, and I want all the good Borderlands games. So let's split it and then give, and I'll give you all the bad sports games. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I gave you all three Bioshocks. I think that's fair. <laughs> I'm messing with you. But um <laughs> but yeah, so I played it. I don't recall her saying it was horror. I've never played a Bioshock game, especially because I just whenever I think Bioshock, I think of infinite and the box art, and it yeah. doesn't and I don't think of horror when I think of that. So um going into it, I was expecting it to be more exploratory and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just wasn't what I was thinking of, and I wasn't in the mood to play that type of game. Like, I'll probably revisit it, but I wasn't in the mood to play this game. And Sophia's like, oh, well, I thought you'd like it. I'm like, well, I might. Like, I just don't want to play a horror game right now. In my defense, I played Infinite first. So I think in my head it is more... Bio- when I, when, you know, like you said, when I think of Bioshock, I think of that. But I got into I got into Bioshock because of Infinite, which is a really good game, and I think that's why I want you to play it. I think I'm, what I'm saying is you can play Infinite to get that completely different tone, but still get into the series if you think that that will get you into it first, and then go back and play one. Yeah, I desperate I desperately want to play them in order though, just to get the full, you know, experience. I know effect. what you mean. Yeah, and I'm I don't think I even finished Infinite. Because I wanted, I was like, oh, I need to just play this in 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 a row. You know what I mean? In order. Yeah, for sure. I'm. I'll again. I'll revisit it. I just at that time was not in the mood to play it. <laughs> I think it needs to be a drinking game. Every time Chris gets scared, he has to take a shot. Please, I'll play it too, and we'll both play it. And then every time one of us yells, we have to drink. Sounds about right. I like that. I like that idea, Fantastic. Sophia. You did a good job. Thanks. No problem. So, um, I think that's all we have today, right, Sophia? 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty short episode. Yeah, it was a little bit on the shorter side. There's not much news going around. Um, we've been playing similar games, so we talked about that pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so if you guys enjoyed this game... <laughs> If you guys enjoyed this episode, um, make sure you uh, like, share this with other people. Go to our social media pages to come in contact with us. We're on Instagram, The Pixels Podcast, on Twitter, at The Pixels Podcast. We are also on Tumblr, which, um, Sophia, is it just at The Pixels Podcast on Tumblr? Yep. Okay, we're also on there, and we also do have a a Facebook group if you want to join that, which is, again, Pixels Podcast. If you want to see me stream, I stream Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I stream on Twitch and Mixer, so um, make sure to look for Pixels Chris. And yeah, Sophia, I think that's it, right? I think we're good. All right, have a great day, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.